What's up, church planters and all you fans of church planting? My name is Jared Huntley, and I'm with my good friend Matt Hess, and you are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planter. Now, this podcast isn't just for church planters. It's for anyone who loves church planting and wants to get in the trenches and proclaim the kingdom of God. Hi, Matt. Hey, Jared. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Are you ready for Easter's? Easter, <laughs> Easter's. What's that <laughs> off of? Uh... Um. Oh shoot! What is it off of? Um, uh, is it the Veggie Tales? No, it's not Veggie Tales. Mm. It's uh, Easter's. Um, Easter's. It's oh shoot! What is? Is it from Nacho Libre? Is it Nacho Libre? It might be. I, I think know. it is from Nacho Libre. I think, actually, I think it might be too. Yeah, it's for, it's the it's the the <laughs> priest that's talking to Nacho, like the one, the mean one that you know, oh, yeah. like he tries to serve the soup to, and they're like. This Jack, is terrible scene. Jack Black is so good, man. That's such a great movie. We we watched uh, School of Rock when we were down in Memphis a few weeks ago. Yeah. Man, it's a great movie, too. Yes. I like Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> Have you seen that one? When I have Yeah, that's pretty good. Is it? He's a great... He's a good actor, man. He is. Yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah. And he's he can do a lot of different hey, things. He's a nut, dude. Mm-hmm. He's a nut. Have you... You know, he's got that band, Tenacious D. Yes. <laughs> him and his brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. They're a little he bit sells crazy. out like Coliseums, too. Like, yeah. they did this big, oh, crazy. Yeah. Pretty funny stuff. It is. Well, we're we're going to be talking about Easter's today Easter's. because we want to help church planters get prepared for Easter. Yeah. Um, it's obviously, you know, it's a it's an important time of year for church plants and for churches in general. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to be... Gonna be going over over that a little bit, but first, before we do that, um, how's your week going? It's going good, man. It's uh, this week's been really busy, but um, but it's good. Yeah, woke up this morning and Gavin was cooking breakfast hmm. for the family. How old's Gavin? Gavin's ten. Okay. Yeah. So your ten year old decided to cook breakfast for the whole family. Decided to cook breakfast for the whole family. That's awesome. Erica's Erica's a little more um, like she's a little more uh. I'm kind of like, oh, should you be cooking bacon? But, you know, Erica's taught him how to do it. She's like, mm-hmm. do it. Have it. Have at it. Yep. So he's good. He, he he gets in there. Isaac is our chef. He likes to cook a lot and stuff. But, yeah, Gavin, it was funny. Gavin set up a folding table and set it all up like a buffet style <laughs> and everything. That's man. awesome. Yeah. So awesome. they're good kids, man. Yeah. They're fun. You do. You got some good kids. Yeah. So. They keep life interesting. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. We just now are getting some warmer weather. When we were in mm-hmm. Memphis um, last month, it snowed, then iced, and um, the the it melted the snow because it rained, and then our driveway had like two inches of ice. You shared this like two episodes ago. Did I really? Podcast, you did. Well, this is why I'm getting back to it. <laughs> so just now, like literally uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was able to start to chip away, or no, uh, Sunday after church, starting to chip away yep. from that ice. Yeah, and we got. A ton I of think it. it's going to damage our driveway. It might. We've got a ton of it. We've got our uh, garages, like, uh, I, I mean, I guess it's flooded technically because there's standing water in the whole thing. In your garage? Yeah, it's only like your garage. It's only. I mean, it's it's not a lot. It's not a high amount, but it's definitely in there because it's all. We had so much snow this winter, wow. and all of it's melting. So it's definitely a sloppy mess outside yeah. right now. But I'm just glad this stuff is melting. It's, not, really it's nice today, actually. Sort of, yeah. It's going to be nicer next week. It's yeah. going to be like in the 40s and even 50s. Isn't it so funny, though, man, after living here for, gosh, six going on seven. But the uh, the other day I got in the car and I was like, man, it is warm. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And 
my temperature gauge is like 35. Yeah. Anything above freezing is a win, right? Yep. No, it, it, and, and 35 when I lived in Texas was like, you're freezing. Oh you know? yeah. Like, you're like, oh my gosh, it's so cold and you're bundled up. And now it's like, oh man, I can take my coat off. <laughs> yeah. And I might even wear shorts today. I might so, wear flip flops yep. later. So yeah, it feels good. Easter. So let's talk about Easter is, uh, you know, I don't want to just assume anything. So let's talk about this. Is Easter really a more important time of the year in church planting than any other time? Um, and is there really more of an openness amongst people to the gospel? It's a good question. I would say yes and no. And it's not the easy answer. I'm going to explain. Yes, I do think from our experiences that you can get more people interested and engaged with your church yep. on Easter Sunday. I mean, um, you know, statistics tell us this, everything else, but um but no from the fact that you're not going to get everybody. It's not like so we don't have the segment of cultural Christians here, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not going to get the people like, oh, it's Easter. We got to go to church. I right. mean, you might get a handful of those people, but in our experience, they're not out there in droves. No. And so, you know, like in the States, you know, Texas, Bible Belt, you know, yeah, it's Easter. And who's usually pushing that? Mom, mom was pushing mm -hmm. that. Your grandma, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. Easter. We got to go to church and we go to Sunday dinner or whatever. Mm -hmm. What we've noticed here is that a lot of people... I'll tell you a quick story. We, we, we had this thing one time for Easter. We did this big event and we thought we better do two services, you know, cause we're going to have all these people. <laughs> and, uh, I think I've told you this before. I love the optimism. It's great. Yeah. It's like, we're going to do two services because it's Easter. And we had this huge community event, like the, the, the day before Easter. And we had 1700 people come to this egg hunt. We we're like, Oh man, so many of these people are going to come tomorrow. And I think we had like five guests. And so what we did was we asked all of our regular attenders to come to the early service at 930 so that all these guests could come to the 11 a.m. service. <laughs> but our regular attenders didn't want to come that early, so they just didn't come to church that day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then our and then the 11 a.m. service or like 35 of them didn't come, which is a lot at that time. Um and and like our 11 a.m., we had five guests from that 1700 community outreach event. And so it was basically we had two empty services. Um, <laughs> like we might have had 110, 115 people between the two services. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, this was like an epic failure. But you know what? You learn. Yeah. And um, we tried something new. And I tell you what we haven't done since then. Two services. We, we haven't done two services. Egg hunt. But we haven't. We do egg hunt still. We'll get right. into that. But we we don't do a 1,700 person egg hunt. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I think it's yes and no. I think you yeah. can get some people who are spiritually curious um, more than you could any other given Sunday. And we, we can talk more about how we get those people. Mm -hmm. But then I think also it's no. Some people are. And you know one thing. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. We, sometimes we have a lot of our regulars that go out of town for Easter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that too. It's like I've noticed that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's um, people, and in this, in our culture, at least where we are in Canada, yeah. like like cottage country is a big thing. So like people like to go away to their cottages. Cottages, a lot of times, I found like on Easter Sunday, people will go up and they'll like open their cottages and stuff, or they'll uh, for the first time in the year, people love to like get away. Yeah. Whenever there's a holiday, a long weekend, like they leave yeah. and they go and they do like. 
they go out on their boat or they go out to their cottage or they go. I don't get it because it wasn't like that where, where, you know, where I'm from. Like we just didn't do that, you know, that often. There's only, thing there's only three things, four things I want to do on Easter. Number one, preach the gospel mm-hmm. or hear the gospel, mm-hmm. be, be in worship. Uh, number two, have fun with my kids as they hunt eggs, especially the little ones. That's mm-hmm. just a good time. Number three, eat too much ham. <laughs> and number four, fall asleep as I watch the Ten Commandments in the afternoon. Hmm. I mean, what else do you need in life? Uh, not much. I mean, go, going to your cottage to open up your cottage to work and get ready for the summer on Easter Sunday. Yeah. Come on, man. I know. Yeah. I think that I do think that, um, you know, more people go to church, obviously, on Easter Sunday. And, you know, like we were saying, it depends on what part of the what part of the country you live in, what part of the continent you're on. Um, but. I don't, I don't necessarily know if like people are more spiritually open on Easter or yeah. not. Like, I don't know if you can really prove that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think what you can prove is that there's higher attendance, you know, like that's obvious. Right, so, right. and there's, and there are a higher number of unchurched people that are going to be at your service. Right. Unless you just don't even try to invite anybody. Um, but if you put forth even a little bit of effort, you'll probably have some people there that are unchurched. I don't necessarily know if they're like more open during the Easter yeah. season than another season to like receiving the gospel. Maybe we equate that openness or curiosity with them their coming. attendance than coming. Right. But I wonder if like a lot of times, like the, the fact that they're attending is not necessarily because they're curious about yeah. learning, but it's, it's cultural or their family members drug them along or, or well, something it, like that. It's true. I mean, like, especially if you're doing like an egg hunt or something connected to the service. Yeah. And I've got a story about that in a yeah. second. But, but hey, the goal is we want people to hear the gospel that have never heard of it That's before. it. That's all and, we, and, we just want to give them a chance. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's that's obviously a good thing. Well, what has been, let's talk about our experiences because yeah. we've both got some stories when it comes to Easter. So what has been your experience? I mean, you kind of already told your, your big one, but yeah. what's been your experience with Easter during your time as a church planner? What are some things you've observed? Well, I think that the, um, I think that we've had some events that have gone really big like I explained and you're like wow this is awesome and it's going to be amazing and then you have some you learn from it the one thing I don't get is like guys who will do these enormous events and like they don't they don't they don't bring anybody to the kingdom they don't really do anything it's just like you're looked at another option is Easter like as the city or wood or whatever and um, you just keep on doing it it's mm-hmm. a lot of manpower it's a lot of work and you keep on doing all and you put all your eggs in that basket uh, <laughs> yes I, I did I see what you did there <laughs> yes I did but um, <laughs> but but you know I don't get that part like why would you keep on I, I guess the don't, ar- don't put all your eggs in the Easter basket <laughs> So oh, we could keep going. Oh, we could. I guess. I. I guess your the argument is is like, well, we just want to be a blessing to the community, and like, I, amen. I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a lot of ways you can do that other than yeah. like trying to make this enormous push for mm-hmm. that. So what? So I say that to say this: we learned from that experience, yep. and uh, we said, yeah, let's still do an egg hunt because you know it can connect with some people and um, it can bring some people. But l- let's let's build it or let's connect it into our service, and so. You know, there's a way that we do that. We we have people register for the egg hunt as they check their kids in for their for the Sunday morning worship service. You know, and so we do we we just have scaled it down. We 
we're doing this with everything we do now as a church, but um, and perfectly as a network. But you know, we're we try to have, for lack of better words, committee. So like with this Easter egg hunt that we're doing in a few weeks, you know, like we it's not just Easter egg hunting, you know. So we we ask people that want to come and help steer that, and you know, like have volunteers sign up for time slots, and they they do those kinds of things, like stuffing of the like the Easter eggs, you know, like instead of just having like a couple of staff members go and do that, you know, mm-hmm. all day, like we do it at the, we're going to do it like at the back of where we gather and like get all of our people in there and just like assembly line, you know, yeah. and getting them involved. Mm-hmm. So using that outreach event as a means to get more people engaged and involved. Yeah. And so, good. yeah, that's good. Sorry. I was, I'm a little bit off focus because my microphone started to fall down and I have this kind of <laughs> struggling a little bit there I saw that. for a second. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that, um, you almost cracked the egg there. Yeah, I, I did. I, so I think that, uh, you know, you can't put all of your eggs in the Easter basket and I think you've got to hop on over to a different strategy. So stupid. This is so bad. This is going down. Our listeners are like, oh, are we going to get any useful advice? <laughs> To actually have a productive Easter, we're gonna outreach. try. So, we're gonna try. So we've had varied experiences. Don't you go time. hopping off quite yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man! Now all I can do is think, trying to think of puns. Like that's yeah, all I, I want to do now. I'm so, dying I'm, to I'm get losing. this useful information out to these listeners. Ah, uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop. We'll stop for now. For now, unless I think of another good unless one. I think of another good one. <laughs> so we've had varied experiences. We're in a low-income neighborhood. So yeah. the first year we did a big free egg hunt. So like we did Facebook ads. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you said that. You said that like churches charge for egg hunts. Well, no. Like <laughs> you're like, you're like we did a big free. I, egg I'm just hunt. doing. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if we ever plan a church you in an upscale losers neighborhood, out there, stop charging your community for the egg hunt. <laughs> no. I just when you said that I pictured like a table and like people I, people taking money and stuff for the egg hunt. <laughs> okay. But it is free. You you're right. Yes, free. I'm just trying to be descriptive, okay? <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm not sorry. trying to... Oh, oh, Lord. I'm not trying to accuse our listeners of anything. Okay, go ahead. So we did a, a big egg hunt. Um, we did Facebook ads, flyer distribution, yeah. invite cards, all that stuff. And we had a lot of people, uh, come for, you know, relatively for us, like for, uh, for our church at the time we had a church of 30. Yeah. And so this was like right after we had launched and we had over 150 people come. So, you know, it was wow. like quintupled our attendance, you know, yeah. for one Sunday. So that was like, wow. Uh, but it was absolute chaos. Yeah. I mean, absolute just from Chaos. an infrastructure wise, you yeah, can support I, it. Well, a couple of ways. Like I think infrastructure wise, we were okay. Like we were, we had planned everything out and we yeah. were ready. But we had a lot of people come who uh, I don't think <laughs> have ever been to church before, and we're not used to it. Yeah. And so, man, like it was just wild in the service. Like people were. Like I remember, I was in the middle of my sermon, and there were these people sitting on the front row. This, this, the you know, young family. And this guy and his girlfriend were just having a conversation like you and me are having out loud, not whisper, not trying to be keep wow. it down right in front of my face. What were they talking like, well, about? I don't know. Like just talking, you know, just like totally ignoring what's going on. And, and I'm like, you know, we've been like a church, you know, we had like started having weekly services like four months earlier. Yeah. And so I'm like, 
I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. I wasn't, I don't think I was like bold enough to like call him out, Could you, you know, keep it down, please. Yeah. And okay. so I was just kind of more shocked than anything. Yeah, of course. And there were kids screaming and people walking in and out, walking right in front of me while I'm <laughs> preaching. It was just, and we were like, oh my God, like nobody was there were a couple people who were trying to listen and nobody could pay attention. Oh, it was just, man. it was a disaster. And so we were like, okay, so we had all these people come and literally like felt like nobody even listened. There was nothing to show for it. Yeah. At the end. And then, you know, everybody, people were complaining, like my kid didn't get enough eggs and And we were just like, oh my gosh, man, wow. we're not doing this again. This was not fun <laughs> at all. So Golly. that was my first experience with Easter. Yeah. It was not good. So like I learned that lesson that lots of people doesn't equal success. That's right. Like that's not what we... It's not the goal. That's not the goal. I, so we did another egg hunt the next year um, and we we didn't like, we didn't push it as hard, you know, yeah. but we did do some, uh, we stressed more personal invitations. Um, and that, in that second year, like we had... Uh, we put a lot of effort into the egg hunt and we didn't have very many kids come out for the egg hunt. We ended up having like, you know, like, I don't know, 70 people or something like yeah. that. And just kind of felt like, man, we put in so much effort for this and we're just kind of wondering, is this really worth it? Yeah. Uh, and one of the things we noticed is that the year after we did our big egg hunt, the, the next year, all of a sudden there were a bunch of other churches that we're doing egg hunts around us that hadn't done it the year before. Oh, wow. And so like, I think there was more like options for people. Right. So like, yeah. cause I think that there's like a group of people that they look for free stuff to oh, do for their gosh. families around. And yeah. so they were just like going to the best, uh, free, you know, events that they could find. And well, so. I don't want to chase a rabbit trail here, but you have to, <laughs> you have to, you have to make sure that whatever you do fits your church. No. In all seriousness, mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, I, I look back on the uh, both those stories, both of our stories, and we did that huge thing, and like, literally, our goal was to get as many people as we possibly could, mm -hmm. because we we thought like, let's cast this big net, you know, and mm -hmm. and, um, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of energy, it's a lot of effort, and you do all that, and you you step away, and you and how many gospel conversations did you really get to have? Yep. Uh, you know, how many, how many, how many invitations did you really get to extend to people mm -hmm. and, and those kinds of things? Now, if you use those kinds of events to, to kind of cast a big net and find, man, I'll do those things. Listen, I'll do those. If those five guests that came to our church from that 1700, if like those five families were like super committed and came to cry, I'd, I'd do it till Jesus comes back yep. to get five people into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Like, don't misunderstand me. Um, but you know, they, they, they weren't, they weren't really interested. They weren't, it was just kind of a weird thing, you know? And, um, so you only have so much margin and if you use all that margin, for these big events and, and you wear your people out, I mean, that's just you can, why you can stress yourself out to the point where you really start to become a basket case. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was about to say, absolutely. <laughs> so Caught you off guard there. Caught me off guard. That one was so good. I didn't even see it coming. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, so don't hear us say like big events are bad. They're not bad. You just have to be super intentional with yeah. them. And then I would just say like, make sure you have the manpower to do it and to do things well, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I think it's a good point about not like trying to do so much that you're exhausting your people yeah. that you're not having an opportunity to, you know, connect with others. Um, you know, uh, one of the things I think 
to we can we have to be careful because what what can happen is that you know we say you know that Easter is all about the resurrection of Jesus and that's what we're here to celebrate but you've got to be careful because you can actually end up non-verbally communicating the opposite yeah. if you put all of your attention and 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 the effort goes into this egg hunt and getting as many people here as possible and yeah. all that stuff and like you begin to your your primary focus is on the event itself. Yeah. You might be saying that this is all about the resurrection of Jesus and that's why we're here, but you can non-verbally be communicating that, well, not really. Really, the exciting thing this morning is this Easter egg hunt that we have. Yeah. That I mean, resurrection of Jesus is cool, but check out this PS4 we're giving away <laughs> yeah. for all the kids afterwards, which, by the way, this is a soapbox of mine I just want to get on yeah. for a second. Please, please, please don't give away PS4s and Xboxes. I just, I just want to make a personal plea. Yeah. Don't give something away to kids that's going to draw them farther away from Christ. Yeah. It's going to distract them. Like give, yeah. like if you're going to do a giveaway, do something that's either going to be neutral or that will help them facilitate them getting closer to God. Like yeah. for the love of all this holy, do not give away PS4s and Xboxes. I'll, I'm done. I feel bad now. We're giving away a PS4 for our egg hunt. Well. Well, if you're a church that can afford to give away PS4s, God bless you. But we, our our boys have been wanting a PS4 forever, and so they saved, and we pay, gave a little bit, and they kept saving and saving, and their grandparents put it over the top. That those things are not cheap. No, like four hundred something dollars. But anyways, yeah. so if and you, I mean, look, like I'm not saying that like some listeners are probably gonna get offended or something. <laughs> They're gonna be like, oh, that, you know, legalistic. Uh, look, I'm they're just listening saying, to this as they play their game. I'm not saying that like PS4 is like no, like the, it's sinful in and of itself. Like as long as you've got limits on it and legalistic you know, Larry over here, <laughs> as long as you've got limits on it and you know, and you're you have rules surrounding it and stuff like that, like that's fine. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just move on. <laughs> That's another topic for another time. Another topic for another day. Yeah. So what what has worked for your church plant during Easter season? What are some things that have that have gone yeah. well? Intentionality. Okay. Honestly, um, like if if you're not intentional with what you do, you're wasting your time. So like I, I've seen this um I've seen this mistake with a lot of guys over and over again, you know. So it's about like um, oh, we're gonna do this big thing or whatever. It's like, well, okay, awesome. What's the point? Mm-hmm. So is the point like, you know, um, is the point just to have a big event and send out a newsletter to your partners and say, we had this big event or, you know, is, is the, is the point of it to draw people closer to Christ? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, um, how, how you measure those things, how, the the metrics for how you do that can help maybe expectations. Like you're not gonna have some Easter event, you know, one, one Easter event, um, you know, a hundred people is not going to come and then your church is going to grow by a hundred and all those people are going to, I mean, you just got to understand it's kind of like your launch, you know, the, the following week after your launch, they always say is the most depressing week, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of the same way, you know, you got to understand that, that, um, that some people just aren't going to come back and mm-hmm. it's just kind of part of it. Um, I do think though you can strategically pray and seek and ask the Lord to bring people who are spiritually open and curious mm-hmm. and that he can use that um that event in that day as a spiritual marker in somebody's life. Yep. I mean, that's what we want, right? Mm-hmm. So we for us it's being intentional. So, you know, whatever we do, we want to register people, we want their information, we want to put them in a database database. We want to be able to send them out information about the church on a weekly basis mm-hmm. until they unsubscribe or tell us not to. 
you know, we want to do those things and, and we want to have gospel conversations with people. And so we will very intentionally on Easter Sunday, you know, we, we will be walking around talking and interacting with guests and having those conversations. Yep. You know, it's not just about, yeah, go hunt eggs. You know, we just want to be a blessing. Of course we want to be a blessing, Mm -hmm. but I mean like you can get an egg hunt anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, like don't, I remember one time I was talking to a planner and I think it was Easter if I'm not mistaken, but he had prepared and prepped so much for this Easter egg community event that he was like, Oh man, I didn't write my sermon. It's just like, uh, you know, that's probably not that good. You know, Mm. I mean, and, um, so don't do that. Obviously it's, Mm -hmm. it's another Sunday. Yeah. You know, proclaim the gospel, preach mm-hmm. the cross. Don't overthink it. No. Don't be, <laughs> don't get, try to get creative. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really make Easter come alive this year. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about some <clears throat> mistakes that church planners make in a second too. And yeah. Trying to get too creative can be one of them. Oh gosh, absolutely. So, so those are the things that work for us mm-hmm. when we're intentional with everything we do. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, this year, uh, we're not doing an egg hunt this year. We, yeah. did, we decided we're not going to do it. We just felt like, you know, looking at the amount of effort that's gone into the last two years and just the, you know, the, 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 the quote unquote payoff, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure I like that term very much, but, um, you, you know, you guys know what I mean. Uh, it just hasn't been there, you know? Yeah. And, and I, so I think we want to kind of shift our focus, uh, cause I think the thing that we do see, a lot of value in is really stressing personal invitation yeah, uh, for Easter. Absolutely. Like that's, that's been the most powerful um, aspect. I think yeah. of the Easter season, people are just much more likely to respond to a personal invitation at, on Easter time. And if you are stressing evangelism uh, and training your people throughout the year yeah. uh, to be reaching out to their friends and their family and neighbors, then hopefully once you come up on Easter time, they're going to have people who they've already been witnessing to, they've already been praying for, already been sharing with. And this may be the time that like Easter may help push that person over yeah. the edge where they've been kind of on the fence about coming or, yeah. you know, or what have you. And sometimes Easter time can be a great time to do that. So we're going to be really focusing on like encouraging all of our people to invite uh, their their friends, their neighbors, their family that are lost to, to church this year. Yeah. And like there, like there's so many different ways, creative ways to do that. You can do campaigns, you know, like you could call it the, the invite five campaign, you know, yeah. and have like a challenge every member to invite Absolutely. five people. You give them invite cards, special invite cards for Easter. Yep. I would say do it way ahead of time, like a month in advance, Yeah. Um. you know, and make sure that, you know, you like you are doing accountability. So keep talking about it yeah. every week from the front, Um. you know, talk about it on social media, Uh. you know, yeah. like really like, um, just talk about it all the time in front of your people so that it's always in front of their face. They're aware of it um, and, you know, encourage them and, and cast some vision for them. Yeah. That's all good stuff. And, and we'd say uh, amen to all that. But, you know, the, I would say the other thing too is you might not get, um, we had a partner that requested some information for, from, from us cause they, it, it, for the network, they're doing this. Um, <clears throat> they're trying to really strategize, you know, and really they, they're, they partner with a lot of different people. They want to really get focused and which I, we always celebrate and think is a good thing. Um, and one of the questions they asked, like really made me, um, think, you know, they were like, how many, how many contacts did you make this past year as a network? And I was like, how many contacts did you make? Like, that's a really tough question. You know, what do they mean by that? Like how many people like, 
um, you know, like if you had a community event and did you add into your database? Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. Did you add into your database okay. basically? And, um, so I was like, man, it's kind of a tough question. Like we keep track of all that stuff for, for us at fellowship Pickering, but um, like, I don't know if we do at our other churches, but so we were, you know, I was, I was thinking, man, like that's it. But as we're talking about this Easter conversation there, you should have a database of people. <clears throat> and when you make your push, like we're going to do social media ads and all that kind of stuff. We always do for Easter. Mm-hmm. We always see benefit from it. Yep. But, but when you make that push, do it, think, think through some of those things mm-hmm. with the, the people that are attached, that are like semi-attached to your church. These are the people that have come to an event before that, but they never come to your church service or they've come to your church, but it's like sporadic, you know, once every six weeks or mm-hmm. a few months or whatever it might be. It might Easter we've discovered can be, we have seen this, it can be a good way for one or two people to get back, and get connected into life of your church. Mm-hmm. Even if somebody's kind of falling away, they're like, I should be in church on Easter. Yep. They come back, the spirit does what only he can do. And you're like, yes, I mm-hmm. got to get back into church. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So let's talk about some mistakes that church plants can make during Easter season or during their Easter service. Um, I, I think that we've kind of already talked about how, you know, the mistake that you can make of like, you know, trying to do too much, right? Where you just, you, you overdo sure. it and you overtax your volunteers and yourself. I do think that uh, I've noticed a that a kind of a, a trend, I want to say. It's yeah. not huge, but there's a trend more recently that's kind of a pushback against this uh, commercialized approach to Easter yeah. where guys are um, not doing anything and they're almost like over-spiritualizing it a bit and, you know, like we're... You know, we're not going to do any of that, you know, gimmicky garbage, you yeah. know, like we're not doing, you know, no advertising, you know, no invite cards. Like we're just going to preach the resurrection and that's yeah. it. And, you know, and I'm, and I get the heart behind that. So, and I, I agree like, amen, like, yeah, we don't, we should not do anything gimmicky or depend on yeah. anything other than preaching the gospel. But I think that if there's like, like, if you know that, if you care about the lost people around you in your community and you know that this is a time of year where people are more likely uh, to respond yeah. to an invitation to come hear the gospel, I'm just not sure why you wouldn't try to do some sort of campaign or something to encourage your people to invite. Why And why wouldn't you send out some flyers? Like what if just one person comes out and they hear the gospel? Yeah. You know, like, uh, well, just, I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Well, I, you know, I agree. What, um, It'd be like if when 9-11 happened, you know, uh, down in the States, um, you know, September 11, 2001, everybody remembers it. So it's like you're an idiot if the following Sunday you didn't address it yeah. from the pulpit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the, 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 the culture was terrified, mm-hmm. you know, people were scared and we saw that, right? So many people were, guess where they were the following Sunday church. in church because yep. they want to go back to something that was familiar. They wanted to go back to this. And so they felt that. <clears throat> and so you know, I don't get that. I don't understand that. I think a lot of guys feel like, well, I'm not going to do... It's one thing, man. Listen, I'm, I'm not here to debate with anybody. People are like, you shouldn't do these egg hunts. Like, they have pagan. Easter bread is pagan and all this stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's all it's all pagan. The Christmas tree has pagan backgrounds. I mean, like a lot of this stuff has pagan that we celebrate today. I mean, I feel like God can redeem all of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But... Um, I don't want to get into all that. I mean, if your conscience doesn't allow you to have an egg hunt, then don't do an egg hunt. You know, I'm not, I, we're not trying to convince you to do an egg hunt or try to convince you not to let your kids hunt eggs or whatever. But um, but but Jared's right. If 
people are thinking about Easter. They see the ads. They see this thing. Why not, as a church, why not redeem it and say, this is what Easter is about. Mm -hmm. Easter's not about a rabbit, or Easter's not about chocolate. Easter's about the risen Christ. Yep. So, yeah. I think that during your... Your Easter service. Um, I think another mistake that guys can make is is trying to get too cute with the sermon, um, or with just the 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 format of the service in general. Like my personal recommendation would be, don't try to like you know radically change everything you're doing. I would stick with your usual format. Like I would just you know like so if you normally have you know. Uh, you know, we start off like we start off with a, a welcome and then a song, you know, we start off in worship and then we do announcements and then we do two more uh, songs of worship typically. And then you know, we have the sermon and then we do like discussion questions at tables after the message or yeah. sometime, or either discussion questions or either prayer. Um, you know, in every single service, we set aside about 10 minutes to, to, to do that. Um, sometimes more, sometimes slightly less. And so that's, we're not going to change that. We're not going to like radically alter that on Easter and try to do something crazy. And then, like, don't try to, like, preach out of Lamentations or something. Like, it would be my thing, you know, for, like, Easter and try to make this this really awkward, difficult connection to the resurrection. Like, I know that Christ yeah. is, in, is everywhere in the Word. But remember, you've got people who are going to be coming, uh, hopefully many of whom know hardly anything about the Bible. Yeah. And so, like, just preach the resurrection, you know? like I'm like, doing a narrative in Revelation. <laughs> okay. Good luck. Maybe I should rethink that now. Yeah. So just preach the resurrection, yeah. like, like share, because like if you're, especially if you're a church planner and you are reaching unreached people and you're in an unchurched environment, there will be people there who don't know that story. They may know that Christians believe that yeah. Jesus rose from the dead, but they're going to have misconceptions about Absolutely. it. They're going to believe false things about it. So tell them the truth about it. Tell yeah. them what actually happened. It's a historical event. It's the most important thing that we could tell people yeah. because everything hinges on it. Everything. Yeah. That's a good word, man. I think like. Um, and you feel this weight of, man, I, I, you know, uh, with Christmas as well, right? Christmas and Easter, we gotta, we gotta do this unique thing and mm-hmm. man, just preach the death, burial, resurrection of Christ. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't gotta get like, you don't gotta get some, just spend time with the Lord, get a word from God and share it. It doesn't have to be, sometimes we just put too many expectations on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are there any other sorts of details that church planners should be aware of during the Easter service? Like when they're thinking about planning out the yeah. actual service, things to watch for, just anything within the actual service that you would say from your experience, Matt? I, I would think through like your, I would think through like your kids' ministries. Hmm. Um, you're you're gonna have a higher speak. You're gonna have a higher spike in kids' ministries that day, kids that day. Prayerfully. So you're going to need to schedule more volunteers. Yeah, I would say schedule, look at your volunteer schedule. Mm-hmm. And then also like for us at Fellowship Pickering, like um, the first Sunday of every month, we, we call it Family Fellowship Sunday. We have all the kids in the service with us. And I don't know if that's the best thing to do on Easter Sunday. Yeah, probably not. So if Easter falls on the first, you know, whatever, if you do that. Um, but but I know churches who don't have kids church and they're fine. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just whatever whatever your culture is. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I know, about, what about communion on Easter? I was about to say the exact same thing. If uh if you do practice Lord's Supper on if you if you're a church that does the Lord's Supper every Sunday or whatever, I just I mean prayerfully you're speaking again into it every week if you mm-hmm. do it every week. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I know a lot of churches and probably a lot of planners are listening to us. I I, I I don't know I don't know if this is troubling, um, but I've seen it seems almost like a more in um 
I don't I don't think it's troubling the informality of how we take the Lord's Supper because we're pretty informal with it. But what is troubling is I've I've gone to churches um over the past few years and they're 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 they don't speak into it. Mm-hmm. It's just like we well, do it. Number one, if you got lost people there, like man, that's a great illustration. Just the the, the of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, the the body and um uh the bread and the blood uh, juice. And so they and and secondly, if if you got a lot of lost people there on a day like Easter, you know, and you're not speaking into the Lord's Supper and it's just back on the table and you know, it's kind of like you know what to do. Well, they don't know what to do. Um and, and then secondly, I, I just I, everybody has different opinions on these things. I, I just believe uh that we should as elders and as pa- that we should speak into what the Lord's Supper is for and who who it's not for. Mm-hmm. And um you know, and people will say, because I remember in the beginning, you know, we, man, we tried so hard. Like we would speak into it and we would, and we thought we made it crystal clear. And we'd still have people that, you know, uh, were, were living in known sin or um, didn't know Christ. And they go back there and take the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, what are you, you going to do? You're going to go back there, slap the bread out of their hands. Like, no, sir. <laughs> no, man, that is not for you. Get that con out of my face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like slap the bread out of her face. <laughs> that is, Get the body across out of your mouth. <laughs> Get the body across out of your mouth. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, it's like, you're like, explain it. And you're like, but if you're like Bob, who keeps taking it every week, and we know how Bob <laughs> you're lives. You're eating dis- and drinking destruction upon yourself, Bob. <laughs> well, I don't want to say any names, Bob. <laughs> Looking right at him. No, but you know, in all seriousness, I, I, I think like on Easter, you're going to do the Lord's Supper. You just have responsibility. Mm-hmm. You, you're, not the, you're not the Holy Spirit. You no. can't. I, I don't know if I've ever administered the Lord's Supper where I'm not, where I'm not like, I don't know if you should There's be somebody. Yeah. It's usually always somebody, yep. but yep. I'm, I don't know their lives in detail. Yep. I'm not God. I'm not the Holy Spirit. You yep. know, maybe, I mean, we pray and ask the Holy Spirit to search us, but maybe mm. we shouldn't take it that day. And so I don't know. There, there's so much, like we could do a whole episode on this too. You could. Maybe there's should. times where I've answers. honestly like wrestled with like, should we do closed communion? Because like, because if we really believe that <laughs> you people, fundamentalists, hey, well, no, I'm serious. You're like, a landmark Baptist. <laughs> Hey, landmark. Hey, I didn't see you I'm, walk in. Listen to me. All I'm saying yeah. is that I can understand oh, the, the argument yeah. for it. I don't say I'm not saying that I agree right, with it right. or that I would ever do it, but I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, be, because I think culturally right now, like that's such a it can be such a problem because it's just viewed so casually. I think there's such a uh, a misunderstanding of what the Lord's Supper is. Yeah, and I'm personally we don't do it every week right now. Um, I, if I had to do it over again, uh, if I were planning another church, uh, yeah. I would I would establish a rhythm of doing it weekly. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that's one of the things I'd do differently, and it's something that we still I still might encourage you know yeah. our church to 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 move yeah. towards is weekly communion, just because I've I don't know I've kind of come to the conclusion and the conviction just reading the scriptures that I think that uh, I think there's a stronger biblical case for doing it every yeah. week than not. So yeah. Um, you definitely could. Yeah. So you could have more people though that would just be taking it. Yeah, but I think that if you if you did more intentional teaching on it, um, yeah, you could. Absolutely. You know, and uh, yeah, that, I, I, I think the, a lot. I think the important thing to, is like when we talk about this stuff is you can't bubble wrap any of this stuff. You know, yeah. Like you, there's always going to be some by it, whatever. But but back to Easter. I mean, if you're going to have the Lord's Supper on Easter, explain it. 
Yeah. You know, that agree. that's the important part. Yeah. Well, man, this has been an exciting episode. <laughs> it's been excellent. <laughs> I've been saving that one for the end. It's been excellent. I think we actually been. put that on a um, flyer one time or something. Did no, you didn't. Yeah, I think we That's did. Terrible. No, nah, man, it's great. Like if I see excellent. one more, if I see one more Easter egg extravaganza, I'm gonna throw up. Oh no, mouth. I think it was extravaganza. No offense to anybody who's calling <laughs> their Easter service. There's planners right now that are crossing out things. <laughs> There's oh, like great. a planner who's like crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our episode on depression. <laughs> <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> get, get over next week's episode titled "Get Over It." No, I mean here. Here's the here's the truth of the matter. You know, nobody cares what you call your Easter event, but you can call it excellent or extravaganza or whatever, and it'll be fine. It'll be cool. We had a great. I think I think the big one that we did, we called it extravaganza. Maybe yeah. that's why seventeen hundred people came. Well, it was an extravaganza. That's. Hey, you told me uh, before we started you were going to preach in that Willy Wonka uh, outfit on Easter Sunday. Are you still going to do that? <laughs> no, With a cane? I, I did not tell top you hat? that. I didn't tell you that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. You don't got to be honest with our listeners. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Well, man, it's been good. Um, and we uh, we hope that you guys uh, have incredible Easter services. And if there's any um, any questions you might have or if there's any you know, any other, you know, follow-up questions or specific ways that we can help you, feel free to reach out to us. You can get a hold of us on our website, www.getinthetrenches.com. You can email us there. We've also got uh, links to all the other episodes uh, there on the website. Uh, and so feel free to jump on and, and, uh, and check that out. Uh, also, uh, make sure if you haven't already to get onto iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, uh, one of the many platforms that In the Trenches is on, and hit the subscribe button, uh, and then leave us uh, a rating if you would. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, if it's something that benefits you and it's a blessing to your life, then we'd be honored if you'd leave us a five-star rating. Um, that just helps uh, increase our visibility uh, and helps get this podcast into the hands of more church planners. It's a free resource to be able to uh, to help guys out. Um, and uh, so as we continue to just um, you know do this thing together of getting in the trenches of of proclaiming the gospel of Jesus uh, to the unchurched and to the unreached around us. Uh, we want to learn from each other. Uh, we want to be able to help each other and be a body. And uh, so Matt and I view this podcast as one of the ways that we can uh, do that uh, for, for others. So mm-hmm. uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, we are going to be back next Monday with another episode. So until then, go out there and get in those trenches, church planners. Church planners.